Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that music. Y'all love that intro music? It's kind of funky. Welcome to After Dark with Sean Cornelius. I am your host, the romantic funny man, Sean Cornelius. And uh, we got a great show tonight. Very excited to have uh, my guest that's in here tonight because uh, we share, uh, definitely share a passion uh, in making films. But before I get to that, uh, you know how I have to do. Uh, good evening to everybody. Good evening, producer Smoke and the production manager uh, Denise DiGiorgio Cooney back there behind the scenes, uh, working it, working it, working it. And and good evening to you, everyone out there on Facebook and on YouTube. And you know how we do. Uh, I need you guys to uh, go in and before we get actually get started. Share this to your friends, share this to your people so that they can have a good time with us on the show. Because like I said, it's going to be a very exciting show. Hello there, Michelle Monroe Scott. Nice to uh, for you to join us tonight. Um, and everyone else that's coming in on the After Dark page and also the Sean Cornelius page and also YouTube. So like I said, tonight's show, tonight's guest, very talented award-winning guest. I've been having quite a few of those come on the show lately, and it's, it's really nice to sit down and talk uh, with folks that are out there doing their things and having their visions through film. Uh, this man is a multi-time award winner, um, and he's from this, the great state of New Jersey. That is, this is what I hear. So that, that makes him okay. He's all right. Yeah, all right. He ain't New York, but, you know, yeah, all right. Jersey's cool. It's right across the bridge. But he's a talented man, and he's got so much to talk about, and I want to bring him in. So it's two minutes after the show starts. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, award-winning filmmaker, Mr. Maurice Paramore. Good evening, brother. What's up? What's up, y'all? Thank you for having me on the show, man. Oh no, we are blessed to have you. Thank you for taking the time out to come and share your your knowledge your, your, and, and all of your gifts and your blessings with us, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. You know, you know, just out here doing what we do, man. This, this art, you know, the love for the arts, and um, you know, giving us a platform, man. So shout out to you for giving us a platform to you know talk about what we into and our love and our passion and all that good stuff. So thank you. Oh, you're you're welcome, man. Thank you for blessing me. So let's get let's get this started, man. I don't want to waste any more time. Um, you're from Jersey. Yeah, yeah, South Jersey, right outside of Philly, um, Burlington Township, Burlington County area. You know, South of Trent for a lot of people that don't know what's what's really going on in Jersey. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's all wonderful. It's it's all cool. And and you you decided to get into this. I'll tell them what you you get, get it, you got into film now. Or was it early, like really early on, or was it something that came later? As I know you went to college for communications uh, over at William Patterson University. Yes, Willie P. Shout out to Willie P. Um, I think it was like a natural progression for me. I started out um, in the entertainment. Before I was a filmmaker, I was a hip-hop artist. Before I was a hip-hop artist, I was a producer. Before that, I was a DJ. I really started out with DJ, and that was like the my introduction into the entertainment uh, business and just my love for the arts and music. And it just started to progress from there. Once I was a DJ, like I said, that transformed into me becoming a hip hop artist. And when I went off to Willie P, I was really focused on the music. And you know, the time when I started to need uh, like music videos, visuals for my art, and I got introduced to the program, got introduced to you know the cameras, and I just you know I was written cameras just to work on my own music videos. And then I kind of got the bug from there, and I started to like it. Next, you know, I'm doing other people's videos. 
and it just kept progressing from there because I'm a writer. So I started writing my own scripts. And next you know, um, I did my first feature film and I just never looked back. Okay, and what was the name of that feature film? My first feature film was Freestyle Love. Um, that came out in 2010, uh, starring T-Dot. Um, and, you know, it was like I said, it was my introduction into to, to the filmmaking. And um, it was actually, I, I did a project before that that I never got off the ground that I had wrote. Um, and then it came to Freestyle Love. It was it was just the right time. And, you know, the rest is history. Right. And, and what would you say, Maurice, is your style? You know, uh, filmmakers, directors, role writers have a style. Maybe some of them sometimes they, you can always tell their projects by a certain something like Spike Lee's projects. You know a Spike right. Lee joint. I know, I know, man. And you know, it's, um, I learned a lot from like people like that as well from, um, you know, uh, Spike Lee's, um, Chris Nolan's, man, these guys that really, and Quentin Tarantino's that really got like a stamp on their films. Um, I think I'm still like developing that. One thing you, you'll, you'll see in my projects is, is music though. I started out with music. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of music. And that was like my introduction to the in entertainment. So, you know, I write to music, um, a film to a certain kind of bounce in my music. And it usually has a certain kind of pace within my films. And that's like something I'm really proud of. And, um, you know, I just like realistic stories, man. Stuff that, you know, people can relate to, people that's going through real life issues. Um, you know, that's the kind of projects that I like to tackle on. And um, I think that's where I started with my Freestyle Love. Like it was a hip hop love story. Um, and then I did uh, Poison, which was about a um, a guy that was dealing with drugs and, you know, an army vet that was dealing with PSCD. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I just like to find the realness and characters, you know, stuff that we're just dealing with in every day. Right, right. And and so you let, and we we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of speed walk it just a little bit mm -hmm. because you, you started your dream dream boy vision productions in, in like 2008 and you just named a couple of short films. So those were some of your short films that you did. Mm -hmm. Um and now I can call myself a filmmaker. Um but as far as being a writer and a musician myself, uh, -huh. uh you we you get your inspirations from everyday life. Yeah. Um you you know, it depends on what's going down basically at the time. Now, what's going on right now? And then we'll jump back into more you, the pandemic. Has the pandemic inspired you to write anything that will be coming up soon or coming out soon or later? Um. Well, it gave me a time to write, you know, just to sit down and, and just like gather my thoughts and, and reflect a little bit. You know, um, after I did Freestyle Love, I scaled back and I did a bunch of short films. I did about like five short films up until this year. Well, last year I did uh, The Recession, which was um, my web series. And then this year, you know, like I said, I was in the house for months and months. And I wrote my first book that haven't came out yet, which is The Devil and Red Wine, which is okay. a short that I've done. Right. And then um, I started writing The Regrets, which was a short film that I came out with last year. And I decided that I didn't want to cheat the story. And I really wanted to tell the full story. So I sat down and I said, you know what? It's time to do it. So Regrets, I started writing that. And we started filming. We're in the middle of production now. We're almost finished. We've got about like five more days of filming. And you'll be seeing that next year, which is like the full story. And that story, is, I mean, that, that film has been doing great. Did a lot of film festivals. It's won five awards. And I'm just really excited to really tell like the full story. So, yeah, it just gave me a time to just, and that's a story about a, 
you know, not to tell too much about the story, but it's really about a um, you know a teenager trying to find herself. And I think that's something that we're dealing with in the pandemic. You know, not like mm-hmm. sitting down, like, yeah, who are we? What are we dealing with? What are we, how are we feeling? Um, all of these things. So it kind of like it does mirror that project in a sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I again, you you mentioned it with you know with, again the awards. I'm looking behind you. One thing that's crazy. That futon you got back there, I got two of them sitting right. in my living room. The same one. <laughs> Man, listen, I listen. I'm, when I tell you the exact ones, I have the exact one. Yeah, yeah. So very comfortable. They comfortable. Yeah. But as I skim the room behind you, I see the awards. Um, tell us about some of the awards you won. I know you won a lifetime achievement award. Yes, I won a lifetime achievement award. Um, at the Hang On To Your Shorts Film Festival up in Asbury Park. Um, and that, that was a special award for me because um, even with that, festi- that film festival alone, I, I I started with them as far as I was there when they did their first year up until like uh, year seven. I was you know producing uh, short films every year. And one year they just blessed me with the, the Lifetime Achievement Award for everything that I was doing. And it was just, you know, it was really a, a heartfelt award. I had all yeah, my- that's awesome. And it was awesome, man. And um, I did the CETA Awards out in New York. Um, I actually won back-to-back Best Short Film Awards at CETA. And that was amazing um, with Regrets and Bad Romance. And then I won Garden State um, with Devil and Red Wine. That's won five awards. And, you know, I've been doing really good with the film festival circuit. And I'm just honored, again, for the platforms that, you know, these people have been giving me. And I'm just trying to just keep, you know, putting out bigger and better better work. Yeah. But you know what? I can understand because I won my first award for uh, my first short film called Confessions at the City Awards. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, it was, and, and I get it. So I wanted, I said that because I wanted to ask you, because for me, and I've talked about this before with other filmmakers, directors, producers, whatever, actors, the award was okay. You know, the hardware is good. Yeah. But for me, it's the recognition of your vision yeah. that, that someone grabs it. What is it about awards for you? Because some people are just like, well, I'm not in this for the awards, but you know, it's it's there's a positive to it. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and I think you hit it right on the nose. It's not just the hardware. It's it's people want to be you want to be recognized by your peers, man. And I, I would I would think you were lying if you don't want to be recognized by your peers. You know, I mean. We make a film and then it goes out to the world. It's done. Once I put the film out, it doesn't belong to me anymore. You know, it's it's for the uh, for the audience. It's for the people. It's for right. the peers. It's for the people that judge your work. And um, you know, it starts with a blank piece of paper. Me, I'm a writer and director. I write and direct all my own films. So the writing aspect is is is, is important to me. But it goes from you know a blank screen to what people seeing on screen. And right. it's not easy to make that vision come alive you know it's it's very hard to make films man you know people just see the finished product and they see the good or bad or whatever the case may be but if you see what we've done to get to that point and for people to recognize it and say hey this is some of the best work that we've seen you know this year or ever or whatever the case may be like it it feels good you know just to be recognized so yeah it's it's a it's a good thing you know yeah yeah, no, and that's and that's that's the understanding because you know when you work hard like that, um, again once you let it go, and that's that's what it was when I wrote Confessions last year. I had to, I felt the energy, I felt right. good about it, right. and then and then it went to win two awards, and it was like you know what they get it, 
you know, that's that's the blessing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so because yeah. I, I like to tell message, I like to just not entertain, mm-hmm. but give wisdom and knowledge or, or something. So what what would you say again? You don't have a specific style. Mm-hmm. Do you do you like comedy? Do you like drama? Do you like thrillers? Do you like to write about those what 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 category? Yeah. I think dramas mostly is like like my bread and butter when it comes to films. Like I'm always trying to find the rawness in the story. You know, I'm always trying to find that edge and something that's just going to hit hard, you know, something that's either heartfelt, that's just going to make you cry or make you think like that's, that's like my lane. So I definitely like to play in a, in a, in a drama game, but I also done the devil and red wine, which was a, it was a thriller. Um, uh, the, the recession was, you know, like a urban crime type of thing. But, um, I love dramas, man, because like I said, that's that's like the purest form of of film to me. You know, really just getting to that, hitting that emotional button, that that tone that you just can't get with, you know, other genres sometimes. So, yeah, that's the that's the line that I like to play in. But I, I like I said, I think one of the beautiful uh, genres is is actually horror and thriller, man, just because of the visual aspect of it. You know, yeah. it's a lot harder. It takes a lot. It's a lot more time consuming. It's a lot more work. From my perspective, doing a a horror because I actually did a horror too as well called The Kill Club. Okay, you know um, it was a short film, it was like twenty five minutes. But I mean, what it took me to make that compared to what I've done with the same time limit and like dramas and stuff like that, it's a it's like a whole nother because of the costumes and the and the, and the effects and, yes. and stuff yes. like that, you know. But it's such a beautiful uh, medium to see when. Uh, when it's um that that genre, man, because you can really do some vis- some cool visual stuff with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 fast forward a couple of years, and let's say five years. Man. What would you what what do you want people to say about Maurice Paramore's film? What what would you like? If they're not even they, they might be saying it now, but you know what would you want people to get from your projects, man? Or what would you want them to say? Um, I want people to see that I I put it I I put it I left it all on the floor when they see my work you know i want them to say good or bad they know i gave everything that i can give to that project at that given time you know i want people to see the passion that i have as a filmmaker um i want people to see the dedication that i have as a filmmaker you know because the worst thing for me is it goes to the theater and can tell that the filmmakers cheated the project or they didn't believe in it or way in man so me it's like I don't like to put anything out that I don't believe in and I don't I don't dig and I don't think I put my heart into. So I just hopefully people can say that I, you know, told real stories, raw stories, and that they can see the passion on the screen, hopefully. Yeah, and, and continue blessings on that, man, because, you know, uh, in being introduced to you by uh, producer Tyreek uh, Smoke, as I call him, you know, get a chance to go, go and look at some of your projects and see your work, man. I'm very impressed. But okay. one of the things that impresses me more is about people is just who they are, the individual. And you've done something in this year, uh, the Paramore Film Academy. And it's close, really, really a, a beautiful thing because the uh, your Film Academy, it's geared towards teaching kids and teenagers how to make films. How did that come about? Yeah, um, just my love of film, man. If you look behind me, you'll see a whole rack of, of DVDs. Um, you know, I've always just been a fan of film. 
the filmmaking process, um, what you see on screen, but also more importantly, what you see behind screen. Mm -hmm. And um, I know how important it is to spark the brain in, in a child and teens early, you know, get them creative. It's to see what they want. Cause a lot of people, you know, you got to get them into different things to see what they want. And, um, you know, I wish when I was in high school or I was a teen that they had programs like that in my school um, and stuff like that. So I felt like it was, it was a great way to give back and, you know, put my name out there, put my expertise out there and just try to get the kids um, involved with the arts, man, get them out the streets, get them expressing themselves in different yes. ways um, than just playing basketball or, you know, sports and stuff like that, man. I feel like filmmaking is, is, is such a beautiful medium that you can express so many different talents in one thing, you know, like I said, I started out with music. I incorporate music in my films. You know, you can act and you can, it's just so much you can do with the medium. So yeah, it was just a way to, uh, to get back and, and, and start early with the youth. And um, like I said, I'm launching um, the classes this year, um, mm -hmm. next year, you know, the pandemic kind of slowed things up, but I'm really sure. excited to, uh, cause I've been doing it. I do, um, you know, different like, classes here and there and I teach seminars and stuff like that. So I've been doing it, but I, I felt like it was time to have like its own home for this type of thing. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, jumping around uh, and you, you uh, did this. What's, what film really inspires you? Or, was, or like, you know, we all have our favorite film, you know, mm -hmm. a movie or something. What was it that, that uh, might've inspired you? Oh man, you know what? Not to get started. Cause we already know how you got started. But if you might need a little bit of motivation, you go back and look at a specific film. Um, yeah, there's so many great films out there. Um, I love Training Day. Training Day is one of my favorite films, and mainly from the performance aspect of of Denzel. Like I felt, again, that was one of those films where I I felt like the filmmakers and the actors they put it all on the table. They didn't cheat it. The passion was there. You felt it. You know, you felt like you was there without having to be there. Um, yeah. Carlito's Way um, from Al Pacino and Brian Dupont, one of my favorite directors. Um, it's one of my one of my favorite films and, and just one of the truest forms of like filmmaking. Goodfellas, you know, those type of films. Um, Boys in the Hood. I just happened to watch Boys in the Hood again after like, I haven't probably seen a film in like seven years. And I watched it like two weeks ago and I was okay. just like, this film was amazing. And to see somebody do that at age, I think he was like 19, John Singleton, 20. Mm -hmm. He did that film. And mm -hmm. I was just again, he left everything on the table, right? Everything that was right on the screen. And these are the films that just keep me inspired because, you know, we go through those stages where it's just like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Is it does it is it working? Does it make sense? And then you have to go back and find, you know, the inspiration. And, you know, it's so much great work out there. It's, it's not hard. Yeah, and I'm gonna assume something. They say you never should assume, but you're a filmmaker, mm -hmm. uh, your brother, uh, you sound like you got it. What do you think about the 70s black like, exploitation films, the shafts, the superflies, the the across 110th Street, the coffees, Pam Grier, those films that paved the way really for what you're doing today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, those those films they're they're important, man. That's the reason why, you know. Spike Lee is here. Um, you know, it's it's a genre, you know, it's 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 its own thing, you know, the black exploitation films. And um, you know, some people like them, some people don't, but you know, like you said, they paved the way for us to be able to, you know, express our stories and and, and tell our thing. And, you know, like I said, it they had that 
their moment, that, right. that time, you know, that style, that look, you know, like can't go wrong with it, you know, and uh, people are doing them, you know, like it's funny, Quentin Tarantino is basically, you know, doing these type of films with like Jackie Browns and stuff like that. And yes, so, yes. Inspired plenty of, plenty of people, you know. Yeah, there's some great stuff, you know, it's, and it's just, it's amazing that, you know, they're classics. Oh, yeah. They last the test of time, and they did inspire the Spike Lees and, and all yes. these folks doing things. Um, let's let's jump to something that's really present day, mm -hmm. uh, the powers with the women who are doing a lot of things, sisters who are behind the cameras and making decisions and, and doing all of that. What's your, what's your thought process on the powers and the empires and the women in the industry who are becoming, just becoming it, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's time, man. It's, it's actually too late, but it's the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I always put, listen, I put all my faith, I put, um, all my 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 power, my my dollars behind women is is so important, man. Women got so many great voices, and you seeing them do their thing now. You see the Ava DuVernay's. Um, you see what right. Mina King is doing now. She was already That's killing it on the act. Right. Yeah, she's starting to get behind the scene, and and she killing it. But she always had that fire. She always had that that drive. So I, I it's no way you couldn't see her behind the screens doing what she's doing. So, um, and then we got the young girl. I was just watching her film, uh, little, it's called Little Woods, uh, Nia De Costa, or something like that. She's, um, actually just doing, she's, they just rebooted the Candyman film. I don't know if you saw the trailer. Uh, I know that was coming. Yeah, yeah, but, um, produced by, uh, Jordan Peele, man. She's like 29, 30 or something like that. And, yeah. then, and then she just got, you know, she's, um, doing the Mark Captain. I think it's called Captain Marvel 2 or something like that. So oh, wow. Black sister, man. So it's like they here. They here and they representing, man. I'm so happy. And um, yeah, like, and a lot of my films, especially a lot of my current films, like I'm I love female leads, man. I love female mm -hmm. leads. I love, I love them I love them to be the driving force of my films. Um, like I said, uh Regrets is a, a young teen, 17-year-old teenager, man, that's the leading and driving my film and she's killing it. And you know, they're here, man. So I'm I'm glad. That's cool, man. And I appreciate I appreciate your contributions already. And you have that focus for of now, of past, present, and future, which is very important. You know, that when someone's doing something like this with a vision, yeah, you have to have all three. Yes. You understand? You got to know where you came from. You got to know where you are. You got to know where you're going oh, type deal. And, and and to be able to tell our, tell these stories, our stories, or whatever your your story is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a that's a beautiful thing. Um, what advice would you give a young filmmaker, man, or someone who's listening or watching the show and go, you know, I was thinking about doing that, but, uh, you know, what would you, and I, I mean, keep it transparent, you know, and keep it real. Yeah, um, definitely just you know, be, listen, you, you know, you have to be very deliberate um, and intentional with what you want out of life and what you're trying to do with your career um, and take responsibility. You know, I think a lot of times we're waiting for people to put us on, to put us here, to say we're allowed to go do this. You know, um, you're allowed to be in the game. You're allowed to be in the industry. Like we have to take more control, take that power back. So, I would tell people just to go out there and actually go do it. Find the people that want to do the same things with you, that want to do the same thing that you want to do, and, and, and go for it. Build your teams up, 
and and start working. You know, I've always been um, uh, a self driver, like I've always been motivated. You know, self motivated. Um, I don't like to wait wait too much on on people or wait for people to say, all right, you know, now it's your time. It's like, you know, we have to really go get out there and get it. And now the tools are there. You know, um, I remember when I first got out of college in 2006. You know, the cameras they they cost a lot. I remember my first camera was like four grand. Um, I know I had, you know, just to get in the game, I had to put up like eight to ten thousand dollars. And now you can get cameras five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, you know, yeah. you're working. You can get working. You don't need nobody to get working with YouTube, the platforms, you know, it's nothing to get working. So I would say get out there and start making your movie and you'll start learning. You know, I went to school and you know, I was I, I learned a lot and it was a blessing going to William Patterson and, and, and studying communications, but I learned so much after school, you know, just picking up a camera, getting out there and working. So I would just tell everybody, you know, don't, don't wait, don't hold back and be bold and very intentional with your career. Yeah. Yeah. And because I was getting ready to say, ask you about certain content, you can't be afraid to tell your story yeah. or to tell a story. I sat down with Bill Duke, legendary Bill Duke, one day uh, I used to open up and he had his tour when he was doing his shorts and I met him up in Poughkeepsie, New York. And, and if you don't know Bill Duke, he was Abdullah in car wash, He's done so many different things uh, in front of the camera, but also behind the camera, uh, brilliant director, been in the game legend. And the stories, you know, cause some people are, they question whether or not they should put this out or, you know, or talk about this and all of this other kind of stuff. And you just, well, that's one thing I was like, don't be afraid. No. To tell your story, to show your vision. You know, everybody, first of all, it's your vision, your story. Everybody yeah. does it, but don't be, don't be, because the world has become so politically correct. Absolutely. And people are afraid, well, if I put this, you know, people ain't gonna, people don't want to watch this. This is going to be labeled a black film. Well, any film that has black people in it, basically, gonna lead, it's gonna, they're going to categorize it as a black film. Yeah. You know, as long as the black, if it's a black lead. Yeah. We've come, we've we've come a ways, but I always say two things are still basically. If you honestly look at it, they're not the, that much different. We've, things have changed a little bit or adjusted, but there's stuff still that we're dealing with that that the cats were dealing with ancestors were dealing with back in the sixties, right? In the seventies. So again, they weren't afraid. This generation, I love this generation. I'm not sure how old you are, where you are. But I love them because of their openness and their readiness and their their I'm not my ancestors. Yeah, you are, but I, I get it. I understand what you're saying. So in your art, you approach your art because I heard you just say, you know, don't be afraid to tell you. It's it's so important. Um, what's one film that you did that you did has have hesitancy about putting out, but you went ahead and did it, but you were kind of like, hmm, I don't know how people are gonna react to this. You questioned it. Yeah, um, probably, um, probably, um, probably Poison, you know, and that was the film that I did about a drug addict that it was, um, you know, dealing with, you know, heroin and all that stuff. And again, it was, you know, I did Freestyle Love and then I did Devil and Red Wine, which was, you know, great. I won my first award with that short film and it was just like, all right, cool, I can kind of continue with this. But something was pulling at me um to do this film about drug addicts because I had so I had so many people from my high school, not so many, but enough people that, you know, overdosed on drugs and it was like a story that I wanted to tell. And right. I know it wasn't like 
the popular film to do, you know, that was going to draw everybody. But I just felt like it was a story that I wanted to tell. And I think some people got it and some people didn't, you know, maybe they, it's not what they wanted to see at the time. But I felt in my heart that I needed to tell the story. Sure. And, and, and that's what it was. And I really didn't care, you know, who didn't get it. It was just, I knew it was people that needed it. And I knew I did the right thing when um somebody from one of the festivals that I went up to, she had came up to me crying because one of her boyfriends uh, actually just passed. You know, he just died on he overdose. Right. Really um, touching to her. And I said, listen, man, whether you touch one person or one million, man, you did your job. And if you could touch one person, you're doing the right thing. So. And you and you have to you have to think about it that way. You can't save the world. No. And if you can save one person, that's pretty much you save their world. There you go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we have to look at things a little different, yeah. and and that's what I'm so I'm so glad le- le- coming through. I'm a theater major. I was uh, I went to school for theater uh-huh. and came out and learned a lot in the arts. The arts really, I'm in love with the arts, whether it's comedy or my music or okay. writing, and now the film stuff. Um, but I've always been a, a lover of life, and to be able to 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 hear things and then let them attach to you, like yeah, you know what, you can't save the world, but if you save one person, you save their world. Yep. And you got to go. You ain't going to make everybody laugh, but if you make one person laugh, you did your job. You, you did your job. You're good to go. Even if that one person is me, for right. a moment, I'm good right. to go. Right. You know? yep. And and again, I'm so now, and, and Tyreek continued, even Denise, I, I co wrote screenplay for my first film last year. Okay. But it was a story that I wrote in college. And we fast forward, we did it last year, we put it out. Screen. I mean, I uh, pre- premiered it January this year. It's over 400 people at a Regal Theater in Times Square, New York. Oh, congrats! That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, again, it's just it's just the thing. I'm I'm saying that because you got to go for what you got, what you want to go for in, in, inside of you. So yeah. it won an award. It, the first festival we put it in, it won, it won an award. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? And wasn't even thinking about this. So right. I, I, I talk about spirituality a lot as well. And you got to have some level of foundation. How, how strong is your spirituality? Um, You know, I, I mean, I know I wouldn't be here, you know, without the man above. You know, I know he drives my, my, my talents and, and keeps me moving and keeps me, you know, in tune with the world and, and, and the gift that I'm, I'm trying to put out there. Um, you know, you have signs when you realize that, you know, what you're doing, you know, oh, I'm doing the right thing, you know, or, you know, this ain't the right thing. Or you feel it in your gut. And, you know, that's all God, you know, doing his thing, man. And um, you have to have because you got to have strong faith. This this game is it's tough, man. And it's, you know, you get discouraged. I get discouraged all the time. But it's just something that pulls me out. You know, the, the people, my family, peers, and, and God is telling me, you know, you're doing the right thing. So, you know, you got to have a strong, um, you got to have faith. It's a beautiful thing. All right, brother, time flies. You know, I could I could do this all night long, man, and we could communicate all night long. I love when I have a nice chemistry with the guests because it's exciting to hear other folks and other people talking about life and positivity and, and doing things and, you know, automatically the arts, Absolutely. you know, so that's a beautiful thing. So I, I thank you for all of the information that you're doing now, but I'm not going to let you go right now. That's It ain't over. Okay. Ain't over. We got to take a short break though. We got to take a short break. Okay. And uh, when we come back, this ain't going to be about films. <laughs> so I want to see okay. where your spirit lies on, on the, on the, we're going to put you on the love seat. 
Okay. We'll check it and see how that works out. But uh, thank you so much. Uh, hang out. You can hang out, right? You got time? Yeah, I'm here. All right, y'all. We're going to take a break and come back with more After Dark with Sean Canadius and my special guest, the award-winning Maurice Paramore. So you guys sit right there, and we'll be right back. We're back, and uh, he's still here. He is scared. He's still sitting in the seat. Uh, Maurice Paramore, uh, gonna put you uh, on yeah. the romantic funny man's love seat. Okay. I, I see you clenching your fist, getting yourself ready. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's going on here? This is gonna be all right, man. I think it's gonna be easy peasy. So, uh, the second half of the show, uh, we like to talk about love, romance. You know, relationships with my guessing you'll get your opinion on that. Okay. Uh, so you ready? I'm ready. All right. First one, first question What is your definition of love and why is it important to you? Definition of love. Um, it's a feeling, shoot. It's definitely a feeling that you can't even explain. You just, I know it's a connection, um, that you usually just don't feel with anybody else. And, um, you know, it draws for me. It's it's an unconditional thing. You know, if I love somebody, you know, I'm there and I'm down for them unconditional, unconditionally, man. And um, you know, it's it's important, man, because I think relationships also is about like boundaries. You know, um, what you're gonna give and and get back and allow and not allow and stuff like that. And love is kind of like that benchmark of like, all right, I know where we at, I know where we going, and now I know how to kind of operate you know, within that space, but that love is to like, let you know where you at with this person, you know? So. Right. Cool. All right. Good start. Good start, brother. <laughs> Take a breath. Take a breath. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. Question number two, what is your definition of romance and why is that important to you? <sighs> romance is, um, you know, is, is, is how do you show that you love somebody, you know, um, the little things, you know, the big things, but also the little things, the flowers, you know, to open up the doors, man. I hope y'all still open up the doors for y'all ladies. I still do. Um, so that's like the romance thing, you know, um, cooking. And if you can't cook, then you hire a private chef, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, the intimacy, man, just showing how much you care for somebody, um, you know, romantically, I think, which is, is very important in relationships. So, yeah. Okay. And why is that important to you? Um, for one, you know, relationships is hard, man. And you have to constantly show your partner and receive, you know, the love and receive the romance. You want to show and receive that you've been, um, you know, appreciated, you know, so, you know, back rubs and, you know, massaging your girl's feet after work and, you know, your lady just sitting down, maybe listening to you talk about your day. That's romance. And that's important for me. You know, you know, especially me, I might be writing all day or on set all day, 
frustrated and I just need somebody to come home and talk to. And for me, that's like a form of romance. Right, right. Cool. All right. And since you said that, which sounds definitely like the right thing, how romantic are you, Maurice, on a scale of one to 10? How romantic are you? Um, I'm like a good eight, I think, you know, <laughs> some days I'm up there, but I, I think I'm like, a <laughs> it, you know, I giggle at that question because it's really cool to see people kind of fumble with themselves and go, yeah, you know, no, say 10. No, no, no all right. I'll just say eight. I'll just say yeah, seven. Yeah, I ain't going to say 10. That, that's <laughs> my question. Well, you kind of gave examples. So that was my next part of the question, man. Um, well, not really a question, but can give us an example of why you put yourself at a, at an eight. What have you done that would put you at an eight? Um, you know, I listen, man. Like I, I still, I still hold the hands of my lady. Um, like I said, any chance I get, I'm, I'm opening all doors for, um, and flowers and stuff like that. Or not just like birthdays or the the, the holidays and stuff like that. I'd like to just you know randomly send my my, my lady flowers at work or. You know, when she comes home, there's some flowers laying on the bed with a little teddy bear and stuff like that. Um, romantic getaways, you know, them vacations that all everybody call nowadays. Right, right, right. Important where, you know, you get to just go out and it's just you and your lady for the weekend. And y'all might not even do nothing but being a nice little, I like to do like the Airbnbs, you okay. know, like the, the shore and stuff like that. So we'll do that. Um like I said, I was working on this this private chef thing because I ain't like a crazy cook or nothing like that. All right. So I was like, all right, you know, let me do something really nice for my lady and I hire like a, a private chef and stuff like that and, and get real romantic on that tip. So I'm okay, I think. Um, <laughs> I need some work here and there, but I think overall. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. We all do. That's cool. All right. So let, let, me, uh, let me find out. Uh, give me three things that turn you on about women. Three things that you appreciate about women. Um, I love um lips. I love a, a woman's luscious lips. I love uh, an intelligent woman that can hold a conversation. Man, you know that's very important. Um, and um, oh man, a girl that can dress. Man, you know I love a girl that can dress. Got a good heel game and all that good stuff. Fashion style, fashion sense. Yeah, fashion. You know, looks. Right. It's always going to be what it is, but I like the other things as well. Okay. All right, cool. So what about the other side of it? Three things that turn you off about women um, or a woman? Ugly feet. Can't have ugly feet, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, snoring drives me crazy, but, you know, it is what it is. You can work around it. Um, other turnoffs, loud, obnoxious. I can't, it's hard to deal with that, but. Got you, got you, got you. No, those are some good ones. Those are some annoying things. I hear you, bro. Um, all right, so uh, <clears throat> you're talking real good. Looks like the the, the, what, the hot seat ain't really that hot for you. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but, but let's go here. Give, there are women out there watching, obviously. Give them advice on how to deal or date with men today. Um, I do. Men are very simple, man. Men don't really want too much. You know, we just need a little bit of attention, a little bit of love, a little bit of sex, um, and really just to hear us out. Like men like to be, you know, heard, just like women like to be heard. You know, but um, listen, you know, listen to what your man is really saying, and not just like the surface, like 
what is he really saying when he wants this, this, or that, or whatever, whatever? Um, but you know, in space, like men just like they space. That's what you got a lot of guys that play like video games and stuff like that. I don't really do too much of that, but like yeah. as much as you know, a lady might want to be under you, you know, a man just likes his space as well, you know. So I don't know. Right. Simple, you know. Yeah. Part, you know. I, I agree. I agree. Women, women think so much that men are difficult. That we're so complicated. We're so complex. I think, it, what, in my opinion, it's it's their complication that complicates yeah. men. You yeah. know. Yeah. You understand? And it's not a dis. I'm not being. A, it's not a disrespectful thing. It's not all women. But I think because they're so complex, what they see is come out. Like you could say something just so simple. And then they'll take it and twist it and turn it like, hey, baby, could you, well, you're out. Could you give me some wheat bread? Um, okay, you want Wonder Bread? You want the soup slice? You want the buttered one, the bread, the wheat? No, I just just bread, baby. But, bread, but the, bread. you want the one that's been twisted in the, the, the twisty top or the or the plastic? Just bread. Yeah. That's how simple men are. Um, and, and, it, and it really is that way. Okay, so let's go to the other side. Give men some advice about women or about dating women today. Oh. And, you, and you started off really good. You said some things earlier with about the chivalry and doing things, but yeah. let's kind of expand on it a little bit. Um, you, yeah, you have you have to listen to women. You have to listen to women, like really listen to women, and not just like what they saying. You have to dig deep and and um, you know, and be open and honest. I think um, communication. That's what I learned. You know, in my later years, is communication is the most important thing in a relationship. And being open and honest about what you want, um, what you desire, you know, things that, that work for you and don't work for you. You know, I'll be having a lot of conversations with friends and stuff like that these days. And I'm like, you know, their their communication is so um off when it comes to their relationships. Like me and my lady, we talk about everything. You know, some things you don't want to hear, some things you do, but it's like I wanna know what works for you and don't work for you, what ticks you off and all that. And I want you to know the same about me. And um, I think in a relationship, you got to allow your partner to grow. Right. We changing every day, you know, like I'm not who I was last year, definitely not five years ago. So it's like, you can't always look at me in the same, you know, um, scope that mm -hmm. you saw five years ago. And I have to understand that as well. Like, okay, you know, I, um, I know my lady's not the same. I might want her to be the same, or I might have this image of her being who she was five years ago, but it's like we all are changing, you know, so we have to be open and honest about that, you know, that allow your partner to grow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a wonderful thing because we know communication is at the foundation of, of a successful relationship along with respect and all yeah. those kind of things. And also love languages. When you get in deep with somebody, you yeah. got to understand and respect their love language and try to, like you said, listen so you can adjust. Yeah. You don't have to change completely. Yeah. But you have that, to adjust. That, that, that love language, that's that's really an, an important thing. You know, you might be out here buying your, your girl gifts and stuff like that when all she wanted was, you know, a massage or just wanted to talk to you about her day. You know, so really understanding your, your lady's love language and mm -hmm. and um what she wants and what you know you know makes her feel good and stuff like that and you know uh those things are important like chivalry and all that stuff like a lot you don't know, i mean dating has changed so much over the years man like these days so it's like 
you might miss that, you know, and forget those small things. Like I said, like the flowers opening the doors and massages and stuff like that. So it's like these things I, I constantly, you know, try to put in a routine of, you know, in a relationship. Have you ever, have you written anything, a film on this specific topic of love, just, just love itself and relationships? Yeah, I, I did a short film called Bad Romance. That's funny. Um, <laughs> and it was basically about that. And it was just kind of like, um, just the couple on two different wavelengths, you know, as far as what they see in a relationship and what they want. And, you know, trying to get to that, that common ground of like, all right, why is this not working? And it's really just because, you know, a f the female wanted this and the guy wanted this. And it really just was the communication, the lack of communication, you know. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. All right, so now here, they might get a little tougher now, just yeah. a little bit. <clears throat> you have respect, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. You have honesty. Mm -hmm. And you have trust. Those three things are very important in relationships. But tonight, at this moment right now, I'm going to give you the opportunity to get rid of one of them and your relationship still last. Which one are you getting rid of? Ooh. Respect, honesty, and trust, you said, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. hmm. Honesty and trust. Um, I would say... Um, Man, I would probably have to say, because trust and honesty are like one and the same. To you lose the respect, it's it's a done deal. Um, you lose the trust, it's a done deal. So I would say, I don't guess. I don't know if you're but it's like if you trust somebody and you have the respect. Um, I think everything will work out. And sometimes you might kind of like throw some white lies in there or, you know, fumble your words or whatever the case may be or make something seem a little better than what it really is. But once you lose the trust, you know, from my perspective, and you ain't got no respect for me, I ain't respecting you, then we pretty much done. Right, right. Now, don't worry. You you, 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 you are in the same ballpark with everybody else when I ask that question because it's a thinker. It really is. <laughs> yeah, and, you and, out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's a good answer. All right, fantasy time. Okay. You're walking down the streets in New Jersey. You just walk in, you kick a bottle. There's a bottle in front of you. Kick a bottle. And out of the bottle, let me see, who can I put in the bottle? Oh, my program director, production manager, Denise is a genie that comes out of that bottle. <laughs> now she's a low budget genie right now. She don't have three wishes. She only can give you one, but it has to include love as far as relationship love, what would be your wish? Mm. What would be my wish? Um, me, my lady, and uh, Megan the Stallion on a nice girl. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. That's the first time I got that response and that on that level, but it's it's your wish. So that's that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um that's cool. That's cool. And <laughs> let's let's do this and then we'll get into our, our little game. Okay. Foundation of a successful relationship. Without Megan the Stallion, Stallion, 
what what are three things that are essential but but you can't repeat because we already did you know communication trust honesty respect you have to give me three more three different ones um the make relationship work yes uh we say communication um um whew. yeah yeah sorry bro <laughs> throw it yeah, on you hot, hot, hot seat there <laughs> okay, so Rafi, you said three things that that's the foundation that, that are essential for a successful relationship. Um, well, three more things because we said a lot already. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, being open. Okay. I think being open is a very important. Um, I'm gonna let you slide with it because that could be being honest, but no, it's different to on a certain level. So yeah, being, being open, cool. Yeah, I, I think being open. Yeah, well, it, it falls in somewhere, but, but it's not. But it it cannot be. So uh, let me hold on a second. Judges, ding, 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 ding. Okay, they said you you good. That works. Okay. Yeah, that works. Good. So um, being open. Um, man, you took off my 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 foundation. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Hmm. What else? Yeah. Um, I think we stumped them, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, communication is the most important thing for me. I'm gonna let somebody. I'm gonna let somebody help you. I've never really done this. I'm gonna let somebody help you. Give me some. Here comes. Here comes D. D says laughter. Okay. Okay. Laughter is good. Yes. Yes. That's 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 good. Um. Oh, one more. Um. It's good for relationship. Anybody else can help them if, they, if you want to help them out. I mean, because you know what it is where we're thinking now. You're thinking those heavy ones, but I mean, these are they're simple ones. They're really yeah, simple I mean, things. That, well, sex is is, is got to be in there. Okay, um, well, listen, I'll take it. Critical thing, I think. Um, you know, as much as you love your lady, like that's important. You got to express yourself physically. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, that works. Get out there. Hey man, listen, don't let me put pressure on you. <laughs> listen, this award-winning writer, producer, <laughs> director, who's written about so many things. Don't let me put the pressure on you. All right, so we got laughter, physical, and what was the first one? Open, being open. So yep. you're good. And you're good. Yeah. You're good, man. All right, so let's <laughs> there you go. All right, let's... Yeah, no, you still there, brother. We got one more thing we're gonna do. Okay. And this should be easy for you. It's called Favorite seven. Oh. And I'm, I'm just going to shout out some things, seven things, and just give me your favorites. Okay. So that people can get a little bit to know Maurice a little bit more. Okay. Here we go. Favorite food. Um, probably some, um, some, 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 some nice buffalo wings or buffalo. Um, salmon. Uh, buffalo wings or salmon? Salmon. I love salmon. Okay, favorite song of all time. Um, um if this world was mine by Luther is up there. Okay, thank you. All right, and probably pretty much anything Michael Jackson. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna say that. Um, my favorite, "You Are Not Alone" is probably one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. All right, that works. 
favorite, well, we talked about films, but I'm going to say favorite film. Tell me another favorite film. Um, I'm going to say like uh, either Coming to America or House Party. <laughs> I love some okay. good comedy. Good comedy. All right, good deal. Favorite book you've ever read? Favorite book? Um, hmm, man, I used to love all the Harry Potters. I was a fantasy guy um, growing up. Um, but this is one of my favorite books I'm reading right now. Principles by Ray Gallo. I love it. Anybody that's into books, self-help and, and getting your mind right, this is one of them. Cool. All right. Favorite vacation spot, whether you've been there or not? Um, Bahamas was awesome. That's the, um, the only place I've been out of the country. But I want to go to like Turks and Caicos or Paris. I know my, my lady wants to go to Paris. So. All right. That's cool. Favorite TV show of all time? Martin, without a doubt. All right. Nothing to think about. All right. And let me give you a bonus one because since you're in this field, favorite director? Um, Spike is. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 go with Spike, man. Spike deserves deserve that um that title um i love so many different directors but um yeah there's a lot of great ones out there he's up there um quentin tarantino i love um it's, it's so many yeah no nah, you're cool this is famous one all right and last one and then we'll get you off the love seat brother uh, favorite time of the day for love making in the morning or, or the middle of the night like four or five or six in the morning <laughs> you sound like you wanted to sing that, brother. You sound like a song was coming out in the morning. Right. <laughs> well, Maurice, man, with that answer, you are now off the romantic funny man's love seat. Brother, this has been awesome. It's my first time meeting you. Uh, it's, it's been an awesome conversation. Again, I wish you nothing but blessings uh, in the future for you uh, and your family, safety. And, and all of your projects. Uh, do me one more favor, man. Can you uh, tell the people where they can find you? I'll throw some things up on the screen and then give them one minute of positivity. Okay. Um, Y'all can find me. Uh, my website is dreamboyvision.com. You can also find me on Instagram at, at dreamboyvision, Twitter at dreamboyvision, and Facebook. Just type in my name, Maurice Paramore. And you know, link up with me, communicate with me, and um, you know, let's let's network. It's very important, you know. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank y'all for uh, tuning in, and I wish success for everybody. I wish success for everybody. Whatever you're trying to do in life, I want y'all to go ahead and go get it. Don't let nobody stop you. Year twenty twenty one is the year of no fear, the year of being bold and intentional. That means being intentional with what you're doing, what you want to do. Um, be very focused in your career and um, have tunnel vision, man. And don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it because you are amazing. You are great. And I'm here to tell you that you can do anything you want in this world. And um, I'm just happy to be able to share my gift and keep um, promoting you know, a positive message. Hey, man, thank you so much for that. And uh, we all appreciate it. I want to say thanks again to Tyreek, producer Smoke, for reaching out to you and having you come on because this was a very uh, full show of knowledge 
and just fun. So I hope the hot seat, love seat didn't burn you up. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> and you can, whenever you, whenever you drop some more stuff, reach out to us, man. Let us know so you can come back and sit down and, and, and talk about it. Who knows? Maybe the three of us can uh, fellowship, hobnob, and put something out there together. I'm all for that, man. All about collaborations. Absolutely. Yes, yes, sir. All right. So I want to say thank you to everybody out there on YouTube, everybody on Facebook. Uh, thank you. And continue to share this program, can share this this episode because it's going to be up there for a little while. And, and as I always say in parting, please go with God in your heart. Have a peace of mind. Have a wonderful, wonderful tomorrow. And regardless of what you think is going on, ladies and gentlemen, something's happening. We're losing people. Take care of yourselves. Wear your mask. Uh, wash your hands, social distance, whatever you, you have to do to keep yourself safe. All right. So Lula May and Cornelius' baby boy, I'm Sean Cornelius saying good night. God bless you. And I'll catch you around the corner on the next episode of After Dark with Sean Cornelius. Peace out, Maurice. Stay where you are. Don't leave. <laughs>